Hello and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Shinsi and are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? That was my, uh, the Alien Ant Farm version of that was my favourite song when I was 10 years old. Oh yeah, I've got news for you. Do you know that they didn't write that song? Really? No. Well, that's why I said version. <laughs> so, like, that's like the only uh, song Dan grew uh, no, up with. I mean, Dan, Dan, you refer to all songs as versions. Um, yeah, like, That's Radiohead's version of Creep and yeah. Elvis's version of um, I, can't, I Can't Help Falling in Love With You. Hey, Elvis' versions of Creep. Yeah, the Elvis version of Creep wasn't very good. Oh, I'm a widow. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm Dan often. Uh, it's nice, nice to be here. Hi, I'm Alice Burden. Um, so just to interject on what was just mentioned, that Dan said that was his favourite song. That's because that's the only song Dan knew until the age of 18. Dan doesn't even know what the thong song is. <laughs> you don't what, know wait, wait, the wait. thong song? Cisco's version of yeah, the thong yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, Cisco's okay. version right. of the thong song. Dan's never heard it. Jesus. I have heard it now. <laughs> and he's never heard Ponder Replay by Rihanna either. Really? Oh, okay. Were you like, is this like a... A Steve Rogers, Captain America situation where you just cryogenically frozen. No, he was just too nerdy. I just grew up on a diet of quality indie. What? Which which quality indie was that? Alien uh, Ant Farm. Yeah, exclusively. Indie bands such as Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> Alien Ant Farm's uh, <laughs> version version of, of, of uh, Smooth Criminal. That indie. Yeah, I liked yeah. that and uh, Bonnie Prince Billy. That's all I listen, That's what I used to listen to when I was four. So Bonnie Prince Billy's version of um, Smooth Criminal is pretty yeah. good as well. Uh, what about um, oh. Alien Ant Farm's version of the song song? It's not very good. <laughs> did Alien Ant Farm do anything else other than the Smooth Criminal? Yes, yeah, they did. They, they just had that other good. song. The movies. Yes. They what went was... to the movies just okay. like we do. And they had a really good video for that as well. Is that it? There's those two songs then? Just the movies and Smooth Criminal. Yeah, but a lot of those those bands from that period only really had one song. Like, who did Stacey's Mum, Famsons and Wayne? They oh, they did loads. They did loads. Yeah, yes, they did Stacey's they Mum. Had they had Cadillane's Mum. Yes, they had. Barbara's Mum. Ah. It was all off. They're all tracks off their famous album, the Mom album. How 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 comes everybody else manages to get their intro done, and I'm <laughs> I there on the edge? You haven't even, but you've <laughs> spoken quite a lot. I think we should finish the introductions before we talk about all our favourite fountains of Wayne songs. Maybe, maybe, but I, I I feel that we've hit a rich scene here, and I just want to dig a bit deeper uh, into this one before we get to introduce Sorry. everybody to the show. Yeah, um, so there was. Uh, Barbara's mum, <laughs> Caroline's mum, Stacy's mum, Stacy's mum. But they also had tracks like um uh uh um uh, radiation uh, radiation baby and um sink to the bottom. I remember those tracks off the previous. Gay frogs. Movie. Um, I don't remember that one. I don't remember the Gay Frogs track. Uh, was that the one with um? It was mixed over the um theme from Beverly Hills Cop. 
It's no, it was gay frogs have got it going on. Yeah, and then like ding, 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 ding. With gay ring. frogs. <laughs> and then didn't they have the frog like going ring, ding, 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 yeah, as yeah, he yeah. was having sex with another frog? Yeah. Dan doesn't gender. know what you're referencing. No, I do know He's what you're He's never referencing. heard of the crazy frog. I have frog. heard of the crazy frog. <laughs> the crazy frog came out as gay. In, it was one of the first major pop stars. And apparently he changed his whole style because um, he stopped going ring, ding, ding, and actually having lyrics. In which he yeah. talks about being a gay frog. Stop googling crazy frog while we're talking, Dan. <laughs> you don't. Like, I know because I introduced you to Tom crazy frog. Rihanna, crazy frog. Oh, what, what's your girlfriend done to you? Oh, she introduced me to crazy frog. Alice she really brought me out culturally. Sorry, Alice. Can I just say that is the worst mixtape anybody's ever made for anybody? No, it was it was an important mixtape. It was like Dan. These are the things that you these important cultural historical points in music that you have missed out on because you were too anyway, much of a nerd. Anyway, we let our guest introduce <laughs> let's, talk about what? <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about like a dance musical taste for a little bit longer. Actually, no, let's, let's, park, let's park it. Let's park it for, this, okay, for the moment. I'm Alice Burden and I'm back. Yeah, with another shitty mixtape. Am I right? Am I right, Dan? <laughs> Am I right? Yes, you are right. Yeah. <laughs> High five myself. I'm Christopher Llewellyn, and I'm here from my YouTube um, news channel called Brain Combats. Mm, okay. Um, well, what we do is we bring the truth to Aberystwyth that the mainstream media w- refuses to. What's the truth that the mainstream media refuses to bring? Lots of uncomfortable things that the politicians won't accept for for fear of being called mean okay all right like uh, wooden chairs chairs wood chairs that are wooden yeah oh you don't want to get i'll send you a 28 minute video (laughs) clip of me shouting at a camera about how wooden chairs aren't really wooden because there's screws in them and the screws (laughs) do most of the work that's, uh, that's true, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. It so, should be called screwed and chairs because then it's both of them. Gareth, what sent you down this road? His name's Christopher. Gareth. I'm going to call you Gareth, I think. I don't think Chris, I think Christopher doesn't really capture your You've got your own conspiracy. Rude. So we're going to start calling you like, I don't know, you know Simon. Just, just because Hi. I look, I look Welsh and I have a Welsh face and Welsh features doesn't mean you could, we all look the same, you know? That's like if I were to look at you and start calling you something else, like, um, Chris, or, <laughs> that's me, um, or, um, I can't think of another name of Londoners. Oh, that's they fine. all look the same. That's fine. Look, I, I, Dean I, or something like that, or Soho, Soho Tea or something. So- Soho Tea. Or yes. Oxford Street or something. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But it is my podcast. I get to call people whatever I no, want. No, you don't. This is rude. It is rude. This is the globalists talking here. You is, do know that. Which don't you? Do you think Chin's a globalist? I think Chin looks like a globalist piece of... I'm not globalist in any way. Elf, like any- elf tw- twine. When did you last go abroad? Oh. I heard you went abroad quite recently. I went abroad to um, Barcelona. Recently. What's wrong with the United Kingdom? Nothing wrong with the United <laughs> Kingdom at all. I've been on holidays many times in the United Kingdom. I will be going... Up What's to- your favourite place in the United Kingdom? London, without a doubt. Well, that's not in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's a very good point. Look, I don't, like, I don't, 
appreciate you're the real you. racist. G- Gareth, I don't appreciate you, you coming on my show. My name's Christopher Llewellyn. Whatever. I don't appreciate you coming on my show and dictating that I'm somehow part of the globalist conspiracy and part of the mainstream media. If anything, faking has never been part of the, fi- of the mainstream media well, then at do, all. Do you believe in equal pay for, for, for equal work? No. Because, look, as everybody knows, I don't pay anybody to do this show. So, obviously, I don't believe in equal pay. But you pay everybody zero, so that's... <laughs> That's equal. Zero is equal to zero. You're the mainstream. I believe in everybody having drastically different wages so that <laughs> so that we had to spur people on to be able to maybe think that how hard they're working has something to so do with So you're, you're kind of a uh, capitalist then. You're a capitalist. I'm a hypo-anarcho-capitalist. Like you're an uh, anarcho-capitalist. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. But like... Hyper-anarcho-capitalist. Uh, and, and, so, sorry, how, how's, how are wage structures defined in your system? Wage structures yeah well it's on it's on like a to the eighth power so if you work hard you get one wage <laughs> if you work super hard you get that wage times itself eight times so is it all defined on how hard you work rather than the actual job you do but also if your parents are very rich then oh, right. you can work ha- even harder so if i were to work incredibly hard smashing glass panes for no reason would I get like a ridiculous amount of pain well when I become mayor in Aberystwyth you most certainly will be able to whereas if I was a lawyer who slacked off a bit I would get no money no money for the lawyers <laughs> they're part of the globalist conspiracy I think, I think you've sort of missed the, 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 the part of um, uh, the capitalist ideal which is that like in order for you to be paid for a service that service has to be fulfilling a need within society I don't know what yes. need Smashing window panes. It's too fulfills. many of them. It's too many of them. Have you never looked, go, gone down a road and thought, why are all these windows so bag? Bag. Bag. <laughs> so, so, why? What these? bag so, windows so these bag. are? So bag. I don't just, know. Just what I gave us quite a good lead in to the book. I was going to actually, I had the perfect lead in, so don't, don't tell me how I to do my job. Lawyers. You did, but that's not the lead in I was going to do. Book. I know there's lawyers well, in this book. Are there windows in this book? There's probably. windows in this book as well. But windows yeah. into the soul. The point I'm just going to make, if you, if before before my, my my podcast gets hijacked any further, is that uh, Gareth seems to be to be somebody who rallies against the phonies of this world. He that don't phony like balloons. His name's not Gareth. You know, but agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. <laughs> um, and who also doesn't like phonies? Holden Caulfield, the protagonist and narrator of this week's book, The Catcher in the Ride by J.D. Salinger. We finally came round to doing it. Um, everybody on the show expressed some sort of dismay. They they believe that we'd done this book previously, but we haven't. I don't know how, how we haven't got to this book. This is a major piece of literature. I think this is almost seems like um, unofficial required reading for anybody who's an angry teen Asia. Um, why do you think this book continues? A team have, Asia, a team... an Asian from the Asian team. You mean the Chinese <laughs> coming in and stealing all our Welsh no, jobs? No, no, no. no. What's I'm, a I'm classic totally... Welsh job that you feel? A classic Welsh job: uh, a lamb forger, uh, a seashell smith. Um, what? What? What was your? What's your your job before you became a YouTube star? I used to be a milkman. All oh, oh, right, okay. okay, that's very delivering goat's milk. <laughs> Only goat's milk. But isn't it the land of sheep? Isn't that like? I... Yes, it was. It was a so highly a sought after meat. Meat you were bringing, milk. importing milk. No, we just have fewer goats. 
Okay. Uh, so you were a bit of an outlier then? I believe it was a luxury product. Most people were drinking sheep's milk and I thought everybody's drinking sheep's milk. I'll go one further and drink a goat's milk. Okay. That's okay. nice. All right. Um, <laughs> kind of makes sense, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does make a weird kind of sense. Um, well, going back to my point about um, the, the catcher in the rye, um, what do you think has made this book resonate um, with teenagers uh, over the years? Um, I think actually it only resonates with male teenagers. That's a very good point, Alice. Well, what, what, what makes you say that? Um, I just think it's just classic white boy selfishness. <sighs> okay, okay. That's very true. There's, there's something very undis- indisputably white and middle class about Holden Caulfield. Um, and he is kind of whiny. He's kind of a whiny, uh, narrator. And I think, um, to myself that, uh, uh, this is established quite clearly in the opening lines of the book. I, let me just read them out. It's a classic one. If you really want to hear about it, the first thing you'll probably want to know is where I was born and what my lousy childhood was like and how my parents were occupied and all before they had me and all that David Copperfield kind of crap. But I don't feel like going into it if you want to know the truth. That's the first line of the book. Oh. It's like... That is classic attention-seeking language. It's like, you know, like classic, like if you're dating a boy and then he's like, oh, you know, I've had a really terrible childhood. Oh, and then you say, oh, wait, what happened? Oh, no, no, I I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. It's baiting. It's conversation baiting. baiting. Attention baiting. Well, it's the first time for a book. I mean, technically, that's what you kind of want to do. No. You don't want to grab people's attention the first line of a book. No. You want to camouflage the line so people can't actually read it and sort of reset and sort of hide it in the background. You don't want to bait somebody. I think that's just rude. You want to cut the wheat from the chaff for the first line of the book. I I think, I think you want to bait the reader. You do want to bait the reader. You want to say, Oi, stupid, read my book. That should be the perfect line. Like, like, this is read my book. It's got 10 tips for like how to enjoy life. Number five will shock you. That's exactly how you should start your book. No, the way I start my books is I write, the beginning I go, I write very specific details about motorcycles Mm -hmm. and their technical parts. Right. So that anyone who's not interested in technical parts of motorcycles immediately stops reading. And then none of the rest of the books are about motorcycles. I mean, technically that book has been written. It's called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. No, but that doesn't begin with technical details. It does, well. it does. It's very technical. I've read that book. It was very, very long on the uh, technical details of motorcycles. But right at the beginning. No, pretty much. Mm, pretty think. much. He starts talking about his motorbike. Does and you're thinking, when is the Zen going to get here? Does anyone know any uh, lawyers? <laughs> I'm what? a lawyer. Okay. Oh, a lawyer. I, thought you were I a... became a lawyer as I was delivering milk. As Oh, were. like in the Open University? I listened to an audio book. What was your audio book called? How to Become a Lawyer. <laughs> By whom? By Thomas Christworth. What was the first line of that book? Uh, the most important part of uh, becoming a lawyer is knowing all of the Pokemon. <laughs> so he's revealed the most important secret of being a lawyer in the first line. As, why would you want to read the rest of the book? He doesn't tell you all the Pokemon. What, 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 well, yeah, I could go on the internet and look them up. What does Bulbasaur evolve into? Ivysaur. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, all right. So that's the most important <laughs> secret to being a lawyer, just given away in the first line of the book. I don't think it's but a very you, good first but line. But you have can to you, know them all. Can you name all of Evie's evolutions? But, of course, Flareon, <laughs> Jolteon, Vaporeon, Umbreon, 
Espion. Leafion. I think I think you've probably covered all of them now. I think the ice one and the man <laughs> Thomas Pinchian. <laughs> okay, right. So that's the secret to being a lawyer. Uh, I, that bit is the kind of stuff that the mainstream media don't want fair you enough, to know. Is enough. that all the lawyers when they put their hand on that little book before they go into the room, the big wooden room with the man with the hair, the court, the court, that one, yeah, the very same. I with wasn't sure if yeah. you knew the lingo. You see, no, no, I'm. I'm I'm familiar. I have an audience in Aberystwyth that aren't, shall we say, intellectually uh, brain. (laughs) Are you saying they're stupid? They 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 don't have as much brain as me do. As me do. Yes, love. (laughs) Okay, all right. So, Uh, so are you a barrister or a solicitor? Both. You're a bar- barrelicitor. I'm a, I'm a one-stop shop for all of your political ni- <laughs> PR when nightmares. When you're um, uh, embarrassing, <laughs> do any uh, awkward kind of situations ever happen to you? One time I tripped on, on my own, own skirt. <laughs> That's good, because you could make a podcast talking about that called uh, em- Embarrasters. Okay, all right. That's pretty good. That's a good joke. That's a good joke, yeah. yeah. Too bad the mainstream media wouldn't have it, would they? I can imagine. They'd shut me down. They'd they'd no platform me all the way to the bank. (laughs) All the way to the bank. (laughs) They do that all the time. Sorry, Dan, you mentioned that you were looking for a lawyer. Well, there's one at the table today, apparently. What were you going to use that lawyer for? Oh, to sue Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Okay, so you can't... Who wrote it? Let's let's start. Robert M. Persig. Robert M. Persig. Okay, okay, Now you need to go back in time to before, like, he wrote the book. Yeah. uh, And then register as your idea, so that when he writes the book... Time isn't linear. Uh, I guess. Well, so wait, like, what form of time do you subscribe to? What is time to you? Donut time. So it's a circle. Yeah. With a whole <laughs> or, is it, or, is it, or is it like, because there's always time for donuts. Is that <laughs> what you mean by donut time? No, it's, it's circular and round as well. Right, okay. So it's, not, it's not because... Three-dimensional. Not, not because so time pops around that circle, but also yeah. around. Okay, okay. So you think that time is cyclical? In, in yeah, which means that he stole my... Because the time is just a re- repetition right. of a But if time event. is cyclical, then technically you've stolen his idea as well as no, you stole his comes idea before his. Uh, the but if it's a circle, like, if it I just goes back on itself again. Correctly, are you saying that your your the time in which you wrote this book was on the top of the donut? I, on the left yeah. hand side of the donut circle, and he was on the middle of the of it. Yeah, the bottom middle. The bottom middle of the right hand side of time. Yeah, yeah which is a head. But it? wait, 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 hold on a second. I I'm trying to get my head around this. Here. I'm trying to get do my head know, around this. Do you know? Do you know if they might like some milk? Um, who's they in this situation? The the Robert M. Pierce. <laughs> um, probably you know, he would. Think yeah, he wants milk. he's a milky boy. Maybe I can send him a link to my online milk shop. <laughs> I don't know. That's going to help with the creepy. with the, the store. Shall, shall, shall we get back to the book? Um, yeah. uh, because I feel we've gotten a bit off track. Um, Just a bit. Uh, Okay, so Holden Caulfield, we all agree that this is like Alice made the point that this is a book that has been embraced by um, white males, white male teenagers. The uh, worst. 
Are they, think are, the they worst? The worst? are they the worst, though? They suck balls. <laughs> okay. Whose specific balls are they sucking? Their own. <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. But did they get a rib removed? The mainstream media doesn't want you to know that all white males have no balls. Really? What? But you just said they suck their own Because they suck them into their mouths <laughs> and they come off. But do, they have to, do they have to get their ribs removed to suck their own balls? They get all their ribs removed. They have no rib cages. <laughs> and underneath their skin, they have fur. Dan, can you I'm not verify? A, yeah, I've I'm always wondered why like, uh, uh, Dan always walks like a, like a concertina. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not a white male. <laughs> just walking down the street, bouncing up and down with no rib cage. As a ginger, I'm not classed as a white male. Oh, but I, course, I take issue with that. I There's take a privileged step below white male, which is ginger white male. I don't know. I think now the concept of whiteness has, has uh, grown to encompass all sorts of like yeah, like ma- Chinese people. No, no, I was going to talk <laughs> Irish and Italians, but like, not necessarily, uh, and the Welsh because like it used to be that Irish and Italian people were not considered white in uh, quotation marks, mm-hmm. but now they've been cut, become part of the club. And who knows? Maybe one day Chinese people will become part of the white club as well. Yeah. Fingers crossed, eh? You goddamn globalist swine. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, Chris, Take it down can I just ask, what race do you identify as? Welsh. Mm, okay. Right. I'm a, I'm a proud Welsh person. person. Okay, a Welsh person. All right. what, what gender do you identify as? Person. <laughs> okay. Don't trap me with your heteronormative bullshit. Right, okay. I'm having trouble really sort of pinning down what uh, Gareth's political like um, uh, alignment is. <laughs> I mean, his name's Christopher. I, feel, I, I mean, sure, but I think he, Maybe uh, he identifies, he as, identifies Gareth. as a Gareth, though. He's, I'm pretty sure. He's misnaming me, and it's a hate crime. Um, I'm misnaming you. I'm not necessarily dead naming you, which is the problem. But like, what's that? Oh, dead naming is the term given to people who will u- insist on using Being the old the names of dead people. Yes, I keep. Call- yeah, I'm always calling my I friends. Keep, yeah, I keep calling him Napoleon and yeah. like, uh, Hitler. You goddamn batch! Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'll take that back. You are not Hitler. I'll throw a throwing star at you. <laughs> what? I just want to pause there. I, um, uh, maybe including the throwing star, which is inches from my head. I just want to pause there. I'm not sure if that's a hate crime or not. Like, well, he throws a, a, a throwing star, throwing star at, at you because of your behaviour. Yeah, but uh, throwing stars are Japanese. I'm Chinese. This is really <laughs> racist. A throwing stars Japanese? They are. You don't get to own a shape, <laughs> a shape and an action. I'll have you know, my grandpappy used to used to fasten um the finest Welsh throwing stars that were known this side of Aberystwyth. What were the ones known the other side? Oh, they were dreadful. <laughs> oh, right, so both sides. They were made of 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 you bones. Oh, sheep bones. No, you bones. Young sheep. Ah, uh, okay. Lambs. Yeah, yes. you is a female sheep. Yeah. I use E-W-E, yes. carbon steel, you see. <laughs> That's what made my throwing stars a family throwing stars much better. Um, look, I'm going to... I'm Okay, I'm just going to move this throwing star out of my face now and just say... Uh, look, he, like, he magnumed it. <laughs> I, I would... I prefer if... Guests did not throw things at my face, especially potentially racist things at my face. I don't like that. What about if we threw tea on you? Is that racist? I guess it depends on the tea, really. Depends on the context, doesn't it? Racism is nothing contextual. You can say, like, hey, Chin, do you like tea? 
Mm, okay, so you're teabagging me, is that what you're saying? What if you threw opium in your face? That's not cool. That's not cool. Unless I get to keep the opium and sell it on. What if we throw rice at you? Oh, that's not cool. That's a big what, But no, what no. if it's your wedding? Ooh. That's because, <laughs> you know what? Actually, no, no. I, I would say it's not that racist, but it is deadly to pigeons. And yeah. But I hate pigeons. God like damn might, pigeons. But, like, there's better way to kill pigeons than just making them die. Well, what's rice the better way? Stamping on their heads. <laughs> But how are you going to catch them? Using my um, my my special skills that I've acquired um, when, from training. When you were a toddler, any, anyone around the table. The funky guy life. That's oh, like right. one of the tenets of funky guy life. Is pigeon head stomping. <laughs> that's a niche. It's not that niche when you think about it. It's just no. like that's just the way we've chosen to go. When you were a toddler, did you ever catch a pigeon? No. Why? Because toddlers are obsessed with chasing pigeons. No, they're not. They're See, goddamn morons. That's what they are. And they know, and the pigeons know that, which is why they influence all of the globalists. <coughs> okay, all right. You got a problem with um, globalists? I, so the globalists. I, I get it. I get it. I want to talk about um, Holden Caulfield being a uh, typical angsty teenager versus Holden Caulfield being somebody with possible uh, undiagnosed mental illness. Mm. Now. It's always fascinating to me that the, uh, the Catcher in the Rise always been taken on as this brilliant piece of uh, literary ventriloquism. Um, J.D. Salinger writing in the uh, tone of voice and slang that would be typical to a whiny teenager. But at the same time, when I read this book and the older I get, it becomes clear to me that there's something not quite right with Holden Caulfield. I can't help but feel that there's something beyond the normal hormonal stuff. I mean, we've all been teenagers. We all remember how it was when you were teenagers and your mindset's all over the place and mm-hmm. you, you have the mood swings and everything. But there's something about Holden Caulfield which makes me think that he's not possibly um, all, all right. Um, but it's also interesting that most teenagers don't see him as like speaking for their like uh, uh, tumultuous um, emotions. I mean, how do you feel when you read this book, Dan? Did you feel that it captured the spirit of being a teenager perfectly, or whilst you or you are a teenager versus being an adult and reading it and thinking like this guy's a bit crazy? There's no wanking scenes for starters. Well, he doesn't go into details on that, but he does get he does hire a prostitute at one point mm. in this book. So um, and then he gets uncomfortable and doesn't want to do anything with her. That's fair enough. Um, but like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm I'm not talking necessarily just about the sex. I'm just talking about the fact that Holden Caulfield feels no, I understand. torn and like conflicted over many different things. Yeah, I think that that's true to how I felt as a teenager. You still feel it today, like um, the, uh, the 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 idea of wanting to stay true to some sort of like a mm. uh, ideal versus like um, the world telling you to sell out or to compromise. Yeah, well, I, I'm desperate to stay true to the ideals of. Um, being a skater, oh, um, okay. so I do believe that. You saying you were a skater boy? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I very much strongly believe that. I believe in the life after death, and that's you have right. to skate there. Do you fight for your right for people to say "see you later, boy" to you? No, okay. no. I think that's offensive. <laughs> okay, why? Well, I mean, people. There was a long period when us skater boys used to be skating around. And people would say, see you later, boy. And that was offensive. It was as bad as any racial slur. Oh, okay. What do you have to say against those who say skateboarding is a crime? Uh, I have to say, it's, it's not. Emphatically, I think it is not a crime. I mean, I've looked at the, the law. The yeah. tooth coming up out here from Dan. Okay, so if I had to put you on a scale between globalist and not, where okay. would you put yourself? Uh, 
I would put myself a five. Fair. So we're all agreed. Skateboarding is not a crime. No. Okay. And I, I think that's how he probably felt. So you think that Holden Caulfield would have been a skater boy as well? I think he would have been, yeah. Okay, all right. What music did you listen to as a skater boy? I listened boy? to... Uh, Alien Ant Farm? Alien Ant Farm, mm-hmm. Heaven is a Half Pipe, which I think is one of the great songs um, in the North American songbook. Uh very very specific to like a, a demographic though like I didn't yeah. I, I wasn't really a skater I didn't know what a half pipe was I thought it was about plumbing but turns out it was about skating I always yeah. thought that song was um, they changed the lyrics to heaven is a hash pipe that's what I was told see no, that's oh. a Weezer song people but, you know. oh there you go yeah. maybe we I got the song mixed to, up so he knew the Weezer song as well when I used to sit around in uh, North America in on on campouts, mm-hmm. beans, mm-hmm. chatting, we all sing it together. What skaters do? They just <laughs> hang out on North American cookouts and cook beans. North American plains. Okay. We'd uh, take the cows uh, out to the, the skateboarders of the Moving old west, across, <laughs> skating along with the cows. The cows would drag us on our skateboards. And we'd be sitting around the fire cooking beans, going, "If I die before I wake." <laughs> Everyone will be singing it, but in their different different tones. Do you feel like you've sold out on your um your principles now that you're a bit older? <laughs> yeah, well, I no longer skate to work. I take the tube. I did try when I first started commuting in London to skate in the tube, but it's banned. Well, now it's easier because it <laughs> you're just things. going up and down the carriage on a skateboard. No, no, I try and grind the road <laughs> all the way to the next station. And I do little like ollies while I was grinding it, but they wouldn't let me. Jump from rail to rail. Yeah, exactly. Did you ever jump from first to third, or did you always go first to second to third? Oh, I'd switch it up. You know, I, I think I've seen, I think I've seen some of these like um, skate commuters who are still trying yeah. to live the skater boy life. In the, yeah, skate scooters. dads. Yeah, skate dads. I you see, you see them getting the the skate train to work every day. Like there they are grinding on the rails, eating their beans as they're grinding. Because <laughs> yeah. you know you're you're busy, you're busy dad. You're busy dad now. Yeah, exactly. Right? You don't have time to have your cookouts. <laughs> and there's no time. We can only have cookouts once a month now. I'm too busy moving the cows. But now it's all done digitally. So. Well, it sounds like you're really trying to sort of remain true to the skater boy life, Dan. Um, <laughs> it's difficult. I, 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 I think everybody, I think this is one of the anxieties of the book, though. It's like, uh, uh, not wanting to grow old and therefore sort of like, um, lose that sense of innocence and play that, um, mm. you, you're imbued with as, uh, as a youth, uh, so to speak. Um, and what, what do you think, Alice? Like, and, I mean, you, you, you talk about it as being like a, um, a primarily a male concern, but don't women also feel like the, uh, the, the pull of like, um, aging and wanting to stay young and not lose their innocence? Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, innocence, I'm not so sure about, but, mm. um, anti aging is a big thing. Right, um, right. Oh, I've got so many things to say. You're only as None old as of them are that feel. interesting. <laughs> I, I mean, like... I really want to get um, one of those things done to my face where they're like, the paint acid onto your face and then you mm. can't leave the house for two weeks while your face... Like, what, an really... acid attack? No, 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 no. They paint it on. They don't splash it on. Okay, they paint acid on your face. You can't leave the house for two so weeks. So they paint acid on your face and they wash it off mm-hmm. and then you have to stay in the house for two weeks while your skin resurfaces completely. Isn't this the Joker's origin story? <laughs> So there's a, you want to know how I got these scars? Well, I had to stay at home. And no, no, it face. gets rid of scars. Oh, it's okay. like you become young again. 
Almost. Um, just like the Doka was. The, he was. Yeah. He looked fantastic. He did. Look he did amazing. actually, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was Heath Ledger. He was Heath Ledger. I liked he it when he licked his, the side of his lips. It reminded me of my mum. Oh yeah, I want to get my lips made um, bigger as well. Oh, okay. So yeah. How do you do that? You get like fillers put in. She's obsessed. Mm. Okay, all right. So acid on the face and mm-hmm. filler in the lip. Yeah, and then like Botox, which is obviously poison, mm. into the fine lines on my head. Um, maybe filler under my eye to fill out the hollows under my eyes. Polyfiller. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Liposuction all over my body. Right, okay. Um, is this relevant to Catcher in the Rye? Yeah. Well, we were talking about how the Catch from the Rise about like wanting to um, resist uh, the aging process <laughs> mentally, though not physically. But yeah, I get where you're coming from, Alice. Um, I mean, but this is this is kind of like by doing all these sorts of things. Um, oh, and a chin tuck. Okay, okay. That's Chin's uh, long lost cousin. <laughs> chin tuck. Yeah, he entered the monastery. Um, came a monk. Um, well, friar technically, friar. Yeah. But um, no. Uh, Look, I think Holden Caulfield would probably have a problem with that because he, he rails against phonies. Uh, and he does have a whole bit about how he thinks like a lot of the girls he meets are kind of fake and phony and like, um, there's a weirdly kind of sexist vibe. Because he's this super shallow. He doesn't understand that the, the, the way girls act around boys is because society has told them to be that way. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think, I, I, I think he's sort of railing against something which he doesn't fully understand. Mm-hmm. The, the satisfaction, the anger he, um, is expressing is half formed. There's a dissatisfaction there that he can't articulate. And I think it's a dissatisfaction that even fully grown adults aren't able to articulate. But because he's a, uh, a teenager, he's even less articulate than mm. them. And I think that's one of the, um, I, I'd say one of the strange strengths of, um, the Catcher in the Rye is the fact that it, uh, makes a, uh, it, it makes a, a benefit out of the inarticulate articulateness of his, uh, of the character. Mm. Um, if you, if you catch my grift, uh, I don't know about you, uh, Gareth, but uh, you seem to be uh, a person who's always torn between these sorts of two ruling, um, uh, conflicting ideas in their life. How do you remain true to your ideal with also fulfilling the practicalities of everyday life? This is tricky. It really is. I mean, I, I really like to call field because I also got expelled from my school, you see. Did you? Yes. Why? I got expelled from my audio book because um, oh. I stopped paying the the fee. Alright, that's not really an expulsion. I like to think of it more as that. It's, uh, Why did you stop paying the fee? just didn't have enough money. So see. you're not a lawyer? People stopped building... No, I got expelled after. Well, so you... That's just graduating. <laughs> Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Um... I, I think the main reason I relate to uh, Holden is that he seems to be a bit more of a cuck. <laughs> He's he, a lovely little cuck. He is kind of. I mean, he gets cucked by everybody he meets. He does actually. I mean, there is a um, a moment where his um, his roommate, uh, the uh, slightly jockey chadish. Um, Stradlater goes on a date with, um, an old, uh, friend of his called, uh, what's her name? Jane Gallagher, who Holden had previously had romantic feelings for. 
Um, and, and he's also doing Stradlater's work for him, right? Writing an English composition, which Stradlater would then pass off as his own because Holden's a better writer than he is. And, um, Stradlater is a, this is some classic, um, jockey chad behavior. It goes on a date with a, uh, a girl that Holden didn't have the guts to tell, like, uh, his true feelings about. And then when, um, he comes back from the date and doesn't tell Holden how the date went, whether he actually, like, uh, stopped, uh, Jane Gallagher. Holden gets really angry. Bonta. Well, yes, exactly. Holden gets really angry, tries to fight Stradlater. Stradlater, like the, um, the, the strong Chad he is, beats the shit out of him and renders him unconscious. That's classic cuck behavior. That always happens to me. Does it? Every day. So wait, you're <laughs> the cuck in this situation? Unfortunately, I am. Okay. Do right. you like that? Um... No. Oh, okay. I don't like it. Do you have a girlfriend or wife? Or partner. Or boyfriend or, boyfriend or husband or... or mixed. Yes, of course I do. I have a I have a small uh billy goat. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. And people are always having sex with your billy goat. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wales for God's sake. I don't know about this. Okay, I don't know about this. <laughs> I mean, this is kind so, of the so stereotype you heard about the Your region. partner is a billy goat. Everyone else is cucking you with the billy goat. Everyone's having sex with the billy goat. Is the billy goat, like, active in this process? It's it like going out and yeah. soliciting the billy goat's breadwinner. Alright. <laughs> I am even, the billy goat cucks me, and these people cuck the billy goat. Wait. I'm the ultimate cuck. <laughs> Sorry, you're referring it to, uh, to it as the Billy Goat. Does it have a name? Yes, the is the, is, is the Billy Goat. Right, is the the Billy Goat. Not that it matters, but is it a male or female Billy Goat? Yes, I'm not sure. I've never, I've never asked. Never checked. So, what, is it always in the bum then? Well, but of course. This is getting very graphic now, but um, I don't, I don't have I'd rather like not so. go into such details, but all I know is that the Billy Goat is anti globalist, which is, makes me feel very happy. That's the most important happy. thing, I guess. As long as you're happy, yeah. And so you're, you're selling the Billy Goat's milk? Yes. And well, I sell it Oh, so it must be female? Yeah. On my Unless milk. you're selling the Billy Goat's. What? No. <laughs> well, this all seems to check out. Um... So, like, you, you feel that Holden Caulfield is the ultimate cuck? The ultimate cuck. He gets cuckled by, by Strand later. He gets cuckled by, by the history teacher that he stays with. Well, that's not really cucking. He just thinks that the, um, the history teacher's making a move on him and he misinterprets a pat on the head. And he gets cucked in, in that. <laughs> That their experience. What's more cuckolating than a nice little pat on the head? It's patronising. What it says is it's a pat on the head Mm -hmm. means I don't want to put my wiener into you. Okay. That's what, that's, define the word cuck. Whenever anybody does something you don't want them to do. (laughs) Okay, all right. That's not really what cucking means. Well, agree to no. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. I all know right. I'm the king of cucks. <laughs> yeah, but by your own definition. So you're the king of do, not doing what people want you to do. 
No, everyone does what I don't want them to <laughs> okay, do. Okay, all right. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That's what. It's a very specific, like, um, confusing way. Like, for example, I really like a cup of iced coffee right now. Right. You're not giving me an iced coffee Therefore, right I'm now. Cucking You're cucking you. me. You haven't asked for it. If you asked for an iced yeah, coffee, it's true. To... No, I'm not going to give it to him. I don't have. I don't have. Oh, for God's sakes! They've been cooked again. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but um, I mean, I'm every not doing day. And I'm in, in in on the milk float or in the courtroom. Everybody never does what I want them to do, and I just feel like such a dumb cuck at the end of the day. Okay, okay. I think, and I put it to... on my YouTube channel. How many subscribers do you have? Twelve. All right, that's pretty good. Why? I think you need did to... you get him to come on the show? again? I don't. I need to do more research on the people who come on my show. Gen- I. Chen said he wanted to get into the Abu Dhabi market. He's trying to pr- proselytize them. But the only connection you have to the Abu Dhabi, mar- uh, Abu Dhabi market <laughs> is your friend who lives down the street from you. Yeah, that's true. He, he, he's also a lawyer. Is he cucked you? A bat, of course. <laughs> oh, fair In enough. what way? He, he set you. fire to my to my house. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, that's quite a lot. Why? 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 Why did he do it? <laughs> I'm not really sure, but I I was rather <laughs> displeased when I got back. I think <laughs> the uh... Billy Goat was stood outside, so angry. <laughs> I think you need to look up the word cuck. I think you need to look up the word cuckoldry and like research like what cucking means. I think what's happening to you is just people being mean to you, just being nasty to you. It doesn't necessarily equate to cucking. Mm, I agree. Spoken like a true jealous person. <laughs> is that what you call the people who cuck you? You globalist swine. <laughs> okay, globalist people are people who are jealous, uh, apparently. Um, I want to bring it back to the book for the final little part uh, now. We're reaching the home stretch, but this is an important part, I feel like. People talked about how um, they identified Holden Caulfield. People talk about how The Catcher in the Rye is a weirdly relatable book and how teenagers res- responded to it. But what's kind of disconcerting about it is that how certain individuals have really taken this book to heart. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with who Mark David Chapman is, but Mark David Chapman was the man who shot John Lennon. Um, John, and he was obsessed with John Lennon, the Beatles, um, and the Catcher in the Rye. Mm. The, f- the thing that he actually did, uh, after shooting John Lennon was that he sat down the steps outside, uh, John Lennon's uh, apartment, waiting for the police to come and just sat there reading the Catcher in the Rye. And he stated, uh, to the police that the Catcher in the Rye was the statement he was making and he signed his confession as Holden Caulfield. Now, there's a lot of talk, a lot of people have gone into details of why they think um, uh, Mark David Chapman has used the character in the rye um, as his statement for why he killed John Lennon. I mean, what? why do you think, after having read the book without having to go into those sorts of details, why do you think Mark David Chapman cited the character in the rye as instrumental in his thought process for killing John Lennon? It's about the ultimate cuckoldry. What, why? Who About got, feeling who inferior. But wait, he got cut. He got cocked by John Lennon. So he, but he shot John Lennon. Exactly. That's why he shot John Lennon. But then, then didn't he cut John Lennon? No. Uh, so John Lennon wanted to be Because cut. John Lennon won. That's true. How did he win? Well, John Lennon was wanted to be uh, immortalized. I don't know. In his that. music. 
Yes, but he didn't need to get shot. He, he really was immortalized by virtue of the fact that he was a beetle. Like, I don't mm. think getting shot would have, I mean, Paul, Paul McCartney, he's probably going to be immortalized music. Nobody shot him. Maybe I should shoot Paul McCartney. No, don't do that. Don't do that. That will get me a nice, nice piece of news. <laughs> To talk about in your channel. I can talk about it on Brain Combat. Be, I think you'll be in prison if you shoot Paul McCartney. Uh, I don't mind. So wait, you... I, I, I very infrequently post to Brain <laughs> Combat. What about the rest of you? That's um, that's Gareth's uh, that's reading. That's a great idea. But isn't it just because he was mad? Yes, I was about to say the same thing. So Surely he would have just used anything. He only read one book and it was Capture on the Rife. The only book he'd read was... Uh, uh, Adrian, the Diary of Adrian Mole. It's oh a very similar God. book to Catcher in the Rye. Oh my God, I've oh. only read one book. What's, What's that? I should shoot Paul McCartney. I'm presuming it's Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> well, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, and we've all read the book. So you think that, Mark, but like, it, I, I agree with you, he's mad. What is it about, like, um, the, uh, the madness though that, like, um, it glommed onto it? Because I, I, some of the reasons he gave, it's all muddled, it's all pretty crazy. And the fact that he, he's identified with Horton Caulfield to such, uh, an intense degree. Um, and he thought that, like, there was some message in the book itself which he thought needed to be shared with the world. Um, he actually said at one point, that he wanted to share, um, he wanted to basically promote, uh, people to, uh, read, uh, Capturing the Rye more. And when he was, pressed on that by the police as to why he said I don't know and didn't really care that's not his job but I mean it's kind of is your job if you declare it to be your job I mean yeah it's it's like yeah <laughs> if you go I want more people to eat cheese mm. and then someone goes why I go, well it's not my problem Mm-hmm. Then that would it just doesn't mean anything. See, I have my own personal theory about like um what what caused uh Mark David Chapman to shoot John Lennon with um. And what is your own right? personal theory? Or I do think... you not want to? It's not your job to tell us. <laughs> no, I, I will actually take this. I will. I, I'll, I'll take this question. Um, it it was a publicity stunt that went wrong. I for think, like, Lennon. for J.D. Salinger. Ah. That's why J.D. Salinger has been keeping such a low profile Zeke, over the yeah. years, because it went, it backfired so badly. Mark David Chapman was just meant to wing John Lennon, and then say... Like wings. As, he was meant to get him into wings. It was meant to get people into wings. <laughs> he was going to shoot John Lennon in the shoulder, and then say, listen to Band on the Run by Wings, and also read this book by J.D. Salinger, Catch mm. the Rye, 10 out of 10, two thumbs up. And then the crazy bastard killed John Lennon. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, J.B. Sands has still got a lot of money from, like, like yeah, a lot of, like, publicity work. But also, he had to take a lot of shit because people say, mm. like, yeah, you killed John Lennon indirectly. Are you saying that he cucked himself? In a way, yes. Like, he, this, there was, it was such a convoluted plan. It was never going to go... Like, there was too many variables. I mean... But that's what happens when you, you decide to be a reclusive author and decide, oh, I'm going to promote my work to the most abstract, uh, crazy means possible without it possibly ever getting back to me. But that's my own personal theory. Mm. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, I think that um, The Capture in the Rye is a very odd book, which um, has caused people to respond to in many different ways. But I want to know how you responded to it. Why don't you give me your thoughts on what you thought about The Capture in the Rye? Let's start with you, Dan. And go in that anti-clockwise fashion. As I said, I connected with it a lot as a skater boy. Um, down on them great plains, skating yeah. along. I used yeah. to read Catch from the Rye while doing backflips. 
Okay. All right. Did it ever inspire you to do anything like Mark David Chapman? Or? Inspired me to do a 360 half pipe grind core. See, that's the sort of like um, stuff I can, like, the sort of act I, I can get behind. Like, um, if it mm. inspires you to do something like that, that's pretty cool. Nobody died, so. Well, some, someone did. Oh, okay. How did they die? Uh, they died from being hit by my sick, rad chops. <laughs> You'll be really grasping to find the words <laughs> to like describe them. Yeah. You just don't know the sick, leader. rad chops. Haven't you ever been to a Welsh restaurant? <laughs> No, I haven't. I'm afraid. And then what's what? By the way, what's There's, what makes um, some rare bit so Welsh? Um, the fact that it's got egg hiding inside the cheese. Yeah, and why is it called rare bit? Why have you? Like, I I always think it should have rabbit in it, but it's not. It's... No, it's because the bits of of cheese that we put inside are very uncommon. Uh, have you okay. ever been to Malcolm's Welsh? Yes, <laughs> it was so. Beautiful. Don't they just burn all the food there? No, they make it so hot. <laughs> it's so hot. It's t- just like home. Okay. Um, okay, so what is it? Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? For thumbs up. Oh, great. Um, Alice, what do you think of this book? How do you respond to this book? Um, so it made me... The reaction I had to this book was, I am glad I'm not a teenager anymore. Yes. And yes. remind me to never date a teenager. Ooh. Do you th- is that a good thing or a bad thing? Did you like, do you think it captures the, um, uh, it captures in the rye? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a jovial uh, jokey joke. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I would say it's a mediocre book. Mediocre book. Ooh, mm. okay. So, so it's no, it's a not a thumbs up or down. It's a five out of ten. It's in the middle. Okay. Five out of ten. That's mediocre. That's right mm. I'd say that's damn, downright bad almost. No. Five out of ten is no, bad for me. No, it's the bad. middle. It's the median score. Yeah, this is. Sorry, I'm talking about like on the South Asian sort of scale here. Oh, Anything right. that's below a seven is, is bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's why we're doing so well academically. Five means satisfactory. <sighs> White people. At least that's what I would say. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. You'd never get away with that with my mother. Um, well, what would she to. do to you if you got a five out of ten? On if a I test? came home with a five out of ten. She. Look me in the eye, put a gun in my hand, says, well, you're going to have to go kill John Lennon now. Did you, that ever happen? So no, you're she saying- was already dead. I mean, I don't know why she asked me to do that. John Lennon had been dead for at least 10 years. The, when I-, I was saying that O got 5 out of 10 on a test. Mm. If I got 5 out of 10 on a test, my mum would ask me, as my punishment... Would ask you to go and kill someone who's kill dead or dead. To kill a beetle who was already dead, effectively. Yeah. What about what about Ebenezer? Um, Ebenezer, like the best beetle. Yeah, but like, I don't think my mum had anything against Ebenezer. And to be honest, Ebenezer was a beetle, but for a short period of time. But did she hate uh, John Lennon for stealing Yoko? <laughs> For ruining Yoko's career. Yeah, she she hated the Beatles because it had the word B in it. And as all people know, like Chinese parents do not like it when you come home with bees. Like, she go to me, Beatles? Why not Atles? <laughs> Sorry, but you weren't coming home with the Beatles. <laughs> I wasn't coming home with the Beatles, though. That's why I had to go. Oh, I, mean, I, I would have missed the point of that assignment if I'd go, like, go kill John Lennon and come home with John Lennon. So, I told you to kill him, not bring him home for dinner. Well, why does be a bit? <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I also do impressions. Uh, what impressions do you do? I do Christopher Walken. <laughs> go on then. 
Vad Du inte gör hot sauce. Sounds like Gatsby's Candice. I also do uh, Christopher Walken's brother, Neil Walken. Hello, uh, my brother. Okay. You sound like it's Ita- like it sounds like a really bad Italian accent. It sounds like a really lazy Bora. <laughs> the laziest Bora. <laughs> yes. There's do. a lot of Welsh Italian immigrants actually, so you're racist. Oh, you're the real racist, you, not me. What did you think about the book? Fine, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Uh, well, I believe that there could have been a little bit more cackling, but <laughs> it was fine, I suppose. Well, out of ten. Where would you... Okay, we'll save it for the notes. We'll save it for the, your notes. For, Please. Like, are we doing this now? Are we doing it for, like, out of ten ratings? We've never done out of ten ratings well, before. Well, what? Then it's never too late. Okay. So, everybody, give me you your score out of ten. Moron. Dan, how much out of ten? Uh, f- Seventeen. Oh, I, no, I, I've forgotten you loved that. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Five out of ten. Five. <laughs> Seventeen. You can't do that. Why? Just because he couldn't do it means I can't do it either. No Why are you cucking me all the time? <laughs> no one's allowed to. Why do are you? T- why are you unbuckling your belt as you're Globalist cuck cuck sucklers. Wait, you want to see something? No, no, look at Whoa, this. No, wait. Oh. Look at this. Oh dear. Why did you make a knocking sound? <laughs> Well, you've got a wooden thing. <laughs> yes, I do. And you know why the globalists came in the night and they burned it off? Okay, could you put it away, please? We don't need to see that. They anymore. burnt it off. Oh, it folded up. That's like a, like a, like a ladder in a loft. Or something like that. It's weird. Okay, so that was um, a 7 out of 10 from you, uh, Gareth. The f- 17. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll take it. So, uh, look, I think this is like a mixed review. I I quite like this book, but I'm kind of falling on the side of there's a lot about it that annoys me as well, and I can't tell whether that's done on purpose. Is Holden Caulfield meant to be purposely annoying? And I'm wondering whether reading this book now as a 37-year-old man is way past it's like going to Disneyland there's, there's no way you can recapture that magic Disneyland's going to be amazing if you're a kid when everybody's paying for you and you can enjoy it but once you become an adult you realise how expensive everything is and how like, it's just really just a big like tool to sell like Disney products to you mm. the magic's gone you can't recapture it or you can't get that youthful toothpaste back in the toothpaste capsule. I feel the same way about Catcher in the Rain. I'm reading it like several years after I read it for the first time at the age of 17. And it, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. Holden Caulfield is annoying. He, uh, he's entitled and kind of sexist as well. Really mm-hmm. weird. Um, so I'm going to have to give it a, um, a middling score as well. Five out of 10 probably captures it. It's like, it's, not great but not terrible and it obviously does resonate with people at a certain age so my recommendation to you well we'll get to that in Chin's new corner in which I recommend a bottle of wine for you to read with, or for you to drink whilst reading this book um, for this one I would recommend a cheeky cheeky pignon noir um, not too old obviously and obviously um, water it down because I don't want um, underage drinkers here, okay? And uh, let's be honest, I wouldn't recommend you reading this book unless you were uh, over the, below the age 
of 16. After that, oh no, no, 18, I'd say. 18 year olds, drink away. Have yourselves a nice Pinot Noir whilst you're putting your feet up and feeling all like the world's done you wrong. Um, and drink it down. Drink it down in the park with your friends, as all teenagers should be doing, you know? With your copies of Cash from the Right. That's Shin's wine recommendation for Cash from the Right. <laughs> Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. All um, right. How do you spell that? P I N O T. Pinot. Wait, what? No, you said Pinot. Yeah, I know. P E P E E N O. P P E E N O. And then it's Noir is N W. W. A. N W. Racist. R. E. Pinot Noir. I'll go buy some right now on Amazon. What was she doing that? Like, as we all know, not every book is perfect, and this book was definitely not perfect. I'm sure we've got loads of ideas of how we've actually improved uh, the capture in the rye. And let's hear them now in the section we call notes. Notes, 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 it feels like I'm in a lift in the library. My gosh, I, you all look so handsome. Thank you. Would you like to bang the billy gun? <laughs> um, I'd, I'll pass. I'll, I'll pass. be alright, thanks. I can't. Why not? I guess I could borrow your... Dog what is that? I don't understand the point. <laughs> what would be the point if you don't... <laughs> All right, notes, everyone. Um, let's go in a clockwise fashion with my good friend Gareth. How would you have improved this book, Gareth? But I think there should have been a side tally going when every time there was a new character introduced, we should have known what kind of person they were. Were they an alpha or were they a beta? Oh. Or how much had how many times had they been cucked before in their life? Oh. So obviously older characters have already been cucked because they're old. Um but yeah, I found it hard to understand the characters through their motivations. I wanted to more be told. Okay, alright. So how do you uh, express that in the book of people ex- um, showing off whether they're alpha or beta. Um, they should have to wear a coloured hat. So all the characters now have wearing coloured hats, de- de- denoting their status in the hierarchy. Yes. All right. What would the um, what colour would the uh, alphas be wearing? Blue. And the betas? Grey. Okay. That's weird. That's a weird thing to add to this book because, as we all know. <laughs> Um, that was not a law that was instilled um, in American society in the 50s. Uh, it feels like it's come out of nowhere. It's like a top hat as well. Okay. And there's a chain that goes around the rim of the top hat. Like a modern Doesn't they have train to be set. Really, they have to stand really straight and still to make sure... The, the, the trains are magnetic. Oh, right. So you can actually... There's quite a lot of gear. Right. So, so give me an example of a passage in the book which should have been changed slightly okay. by this new... I'll give you an example. Okay. So I think my favourite part was where where he talks about how he normally drinks orange juice. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember this bit. I usually I drink some orange juice through my train on my head. <laughs> <laughs> and what he would do, you see, is that the train would have like... 
an Evian bottle or whatever bottle on it and it would go around his head and he'd be like, all aboard for orange juice. And then he'd put the, the orange juice in the Evian bottle and it would go around his head one time and then he could drink it. And it would be a grey hat. Okay, because he's a beta. He's clearly a beta. And then he'd eat c- cauliflower because his name sounds like cauliflower. But other than that, the rest of the book would be exactly the same as it is. This should have been a space scene. Space scene. Okay, all right. So, at what point would he go into space? In the first, <laughs> in the first page. <laughs> so, let me let me read the. Uh... So he wouldn't. It would only be on the first page that he'd go into space. No. <laughs> it wouldn't be referenced. The rest of the scene would be the rest. So the first line of the book would be: If you really want to hear about it, the first thing you'll probably want to know is where I got this train on my head. And where I was born. <laughs> and what colour my hat And is. what colour my hat was like and how my parents were occupied uh, and all that David Copperfield kind of crap. But I don't feel like going into it, so I'm going to go into space now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that sounds like a great book. I why, mean, it's hurt me. Why is he going into space? We would, how yeah. is he getting into space? What's the deal with the hats? How, why is he wearing this hat and why is there a train going around it? It's... And what kind of beverages can you put on the train? It's a hell of an opening line. Could you yeah. put goat's milk on the train? Probably not. Probably not. Why not? Too heavy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I only sell goat's milk in fire truck sized portions. <laughs> I fill a fire truck with a... fire it out of hose at the... Yes, that's what I did to the Arab man down the road. Oh, okay, all right. That's, that's... He loves milk. <laughs> right. Okay. That's, this seems like it was a well-deserved cucking on your part. Um, well, thank you very much for your notes, uh, Gareth. Um, Alice, how would you have improved this book? Um, I think the way to really revolutionise this book is to flip it and set it and as reverse a it. as a girl. How do you know that song? <laughs> Skater song. <laughs> <laughs> but who did that song? Missy Elliott. Flip reverse it. Yeah. Is it worth it? Let me work No, it. I'm thinking of the... No! The, oh! the one by the people who... Was it Blazing Squad? Flip reverse it? Um, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, continue. Well, look it up, guys. <laughs> so Blazing, Blazing Squad, Squad should be in this book. Uh, <laughs> no! Okay. I never said flip reverse it. I just said flip it. Um... Yeah, girl, I want to see you work it. Do you know? <laughs> I thought this was a note. <laughs> Gonna take that thing. I'm a flip reverse it, flip reverse it. Guys, remember that song? No. Dan, Dan wouldn't remember it. No, I wouldn't. I only listened to Tom Jones. You should make us a mixtape. Do you want to make a, make a mixtape? Put it on Spotify, and um, people um, listening out here uh, out, out on the podcast can listen to uh, a, a brief education of the uh, past ten years of music. No, no, no. Okay. It was 10 years. It was the decade before the decade we've just had. Okay, so what, late 90s, the early noughties, 2000s? The yeah. 90s. Okay, well, yeah. Anyway, that's by the by. Um, I would make it as a woman, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't change anything. Oh, so it's just like... What? So it would be really revolutionary because... So classic modern... Putting just change, flipping the roles and not changing any any element. Like of it. like a certain Ghostbusters yeah. film. Sorry, I interrupted you. What are you. you guys talking about? The Ghostbusters film. What's that? 
It's um there was a Ghostbusters reboot which had uh what's her name Melissa McCarthy, hey. Kate McKinnon, hey. um and uh, Chris was it Christian Week? Christian Eccleston. Okay, and yeah, okay. It just basically it was Ghostbusters with women. Oh, anyway, continue your notes. I think that would be good though. I think that'd still be good. I mean. Yeah, just like completely just do it again, but with women and mm-hmm. make it into a film. Okay, okay. Well, so what would you call the character then? Instead of Holden Caulfield, uh, what would you call... Joe Caulfield. Joe Caulfield, okay. All right, all right. I like Who would that. Play, play Joe? What, in the you book? Could, you could get Joe Caulfield to play Joe Caulfield. What, in the book? It's a film. Okay, it's a film now. So, yeah. so <laughs> not is that this book should be a film. With women, <laughs> with women, and Joe Caulfield. Okay, all right. The comedian right. should play Joe Caulfield. But are you flipping all the genders then? So does that mean that Joe Caulfield then hires a male prostitute and gets beaten up by a female pimp? And... No, 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 no. Just the main character. So it's a bit like, how about this, right? It's all shot from the point of view of the person, right? Everything catching right shot from the point of view of the person, and they do all the things, and at the end. Looks in the mirror. <gasps> it was a woman all the time. I like, like that. that. Like, the, like the video for the prodigy, smack my bitch up. I like that a lot. It's like this book I read as a child mm. called. There's a monster at the end of this book. I can't remember what it's called. It's, 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 there's a Harry monster in the book, and it's got a mirror, and the last page is a mirror, and it reveals that you were the monster the whole time. Yeah, maybe it's that. Yeah. Mm. A bit of a nasty like a uh, message to send to kids. Tyke. It was called Tyke Tyler. Something like that. And then at the end of the book, it turned out the type was a girl. <gasps> oh. And the, and, and the doctor was a woman. A wasp factory. Mm. Oh, thanks for ruining oh, the book. Oh, okay. Dan. Thanks. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the wasp factory. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read that. Dan loves Ian Banks. I do. I think it's great. All his books are by Ian Banks or Ian M. Banks. I, I thought he was great for spoiler as well. <laughs> So, uh, thanks for that note. So, just flip the genders. Oh, I like that. I yeah, like Dad that. hasn't read any books from um, 2000 to 2010 either. <laughs> he was just too busy in um, America <laughs> skating. Eating beans and skating. Um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Dan, Dan, what did you, how, how would you have improved this book? Uh, I would have changed it up quite a bit. I'd have changed the title and had some punctuation. It would have been called The Cat, comma, Share in the Rye. Okay, and the it would cat, have been a, yeah. a cat called Share. Who hangs out with some rye? Okay, all right. You missed one a comma there, uh, which is it should be the cat comma share comma. Yeah, there. I said that. No, you didn't. I did. He Go did. back over this stuff. Yeah, you know when what? you listen back to this, you're going to sound like a real prize. Everyone's going to think you're a right dumb boy, unless. I pull a classic Johnny Gillum remix and just re-edit everything so yeah. that I, it makes me sound great. You could do that. That is so globalist. That is globalist. Oh, oh my God, you guys are finally getting it. I got, I got it from the beginning, mate. So fake news, Chin. Doesn't matter. Oh, I, I, I'm so proud of this. As, as head of this podcast, I reserve the right to cuck you all. <laughs> You're such a Trevor McDonald one to be. <laughs> McDonald? Trevor McDonald. The news at 10, the former news at 10 newscast. Yeah, you just, you're so fake news like him. And you look like a globalist just like him. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I, if, if, if this is what globalists look like, I'm happy to look like a globalist because that's my face. You look dumb. Dan, I don't think we've finished, um, uh, your point. This is the title. 
No, it's about a cat who lives in some rye. Right. <laughs> Hangs out and okay. catches mice. And catches mice. Well, you still call it the catcher and the rye, then? <laughs> no, it's the cat. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a pun. It's a pun. Right, okay, all right. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So it's just about a cat that catches mouse. It's called uh, Cher. It's called Cher in the rye. Um, this is a very interesting book. No, it's a great book. It's about the struggle of the man. The man? Yeah. The man? Where's the man featuring? It's a metaphor. I don't know. That's a metaphor for man. How is this? Okay, how does this work? It doesn't seem very resonant all of a sudden. I mean, I will say one. It's, about the, it's like Moby Dick. There was men, there were people in that book. Yeah, but they there could be animals. There were loads of people in that book. There could be animals. But they weren't. Yeah, but they could be. But have you ever why seen not? Disney's Robin Hood? Yes, I have seen that. It's a fox, and it's still the same poignant story. Yeah, but it's based on a story about about a man. Well, this is based on Moby Dick. It's about a cat who's trying to catch a mouse in some rye. <laughs> so your, your, your note for catching the rye is that it should be like Moby Dick, but with a cat instead of a man. Hey, and the cat's called Cher. Come on. <laughs> okay, so catch on the rye. No one catch on the rye. It's Moby Dick with cats. Yeah. Okay. Who plays the, the cat? Cher. Cher. Holmes. <laughs> That's like the gay community will love it. That's like if if James Bond was called James Daniel Craig Bond. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sounds much better. Actually, it does. Or the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. (laughs) No, or like all of Jack Nicholson's characters. Okay, they're all called Jack. Uh, A few of them are. A few of them are. Quite a few of them. Do you think it's in this contract that he has to insist? Because he yeah. just can't be bothered anymore. Yeah, I can do a good impression of Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which movie was that from? Which movie was that from? The Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> when he was falling off the clock tower at the end. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for your notes, Dan. I think there's some good notes here. I think my personal favourite might have been um, Gareth's, though. I love the the whole space stuff uh, and um, the the hats. Oh, I love those hats. <laughs> With the choo choo trains. Choo trains. You've got to have the choo choo on the hat. With a glass of orange juice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, you know what? This is nothing left to say, really, except for thank you for joining me today on this lovely, lovely day uh, to discuss one of the great works of literature. I don't know if you have anything to plug. Um, no. No. I've got braincombat.com. Go to braincombat, where your brain will be combated into submission. <laughs> Wait, so you're cucking people through your channel? No, we get people to cuck them, to re-cuck themselves. <laughs> Yeah, check that out. Check that out. Um, <laughs> so sad. Chin is so sad. Um, what am I plugging? I'm plugging Untapped Comedy. I'm doing that um, on the, the day that this comes out. That's Monday. Um, and then I'm doing the Comedy Explosion on the 15th. I don't know the, where all these are happening. And then I'm doing um, Cafe Mode Comedy on the Saturday. I'll be running that night. So come on down if you feel like having a... Fairly, uh, yeah, a, a, a mediocre pizza and even more mediocre comedians. Uh, that's not Whoa, fair. That's not that's fair. Mean. Look, I'm one of those comedians. I get to say that. Um, it'll be fun. Oh, Jesus. Terrible plug. Look, just like, yeah, I'm doing shows on Monday and Wednesday and Saturday. If you really care, hey, why don't you message the Facebook group and we'll ask, hey, Chip, I heard you do comedy. Why don't you tell me about where that's happening? And I'll probably share it with you. Um, in the meantime, um, keep, sharing our uh, 
our, uh, our podcasts. I think we've actually doubled in the listenership in the past month or so, um, which is great. It's America. So, I know. I don't know how this keeps happening, but numbers have been going up. But let's try and make a push for some even more lis- good listeners. And um, come check out our Facebook group and check out our WordPress page. Uh, send us a message. You can always email us at fakinglitpodcast at gmail.com. We always love hearing from our fans. Um, and um, yeah. Like and subscribe. Leave us a review. We always love to hear about it. It gets our profile up there, increases our listener base, and it lets us have more great guests like Gareth over there. I mean, I have to pay him some money now because um, nobody this nobody comes on this show for free. The agreed rate that we said. I just yeah. No, well, it's book tokens. One to the eighth power. Yes, of course, of course. Look, this is not classy talking about this openly on the show i thought we were gonna do excuse me okay all right well until the next time everybody keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries my name is Minchinti. bye bye i love you bye i love you